recording. Welcome to another show, another episode, right? We got our boys Joel yeah. and Brian with 10 Net Zero. Howdy. And, uh, Excited Glad you guys are coming, here, man. man. Excited to be here. Uh, more, I, I do say this every time, too. I'm like, two of my favorite people. But for real. <laughs> you got a lot like, of favorite people, dude. And, and honestly, but it's true. This they're all like awesome. clients, too, now. So yeah. it's like, yeah, this is great. I get to hang out with my boys. <laughs> You're and legally work obligated. Yeah. I get to charge yeah. them to talk to me. This whole dude, thing's what kind of better friends you got than Matt? <laughs> this whole thing's a shill for Justin's legal practice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Martin Legal Group. Let's keep this short, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, clock's running. But uh, yeah, no, uh, 10 net zero, <laughs> off-grid miners. Yes. Um, we can do some on-grid stuff too, and we'll talk about all that. But uh, yeah, kind of, why don't you guys start with, I mean, we do this every time too, yeah. but kind of tell you a little bit of background and how you got into it and all that kind of stuff and, and where you came from. And Brian, you got actually, Brian's one of the rare people who have ha- actually had a successful exit from a Bitcoin company right now. So I'm, look, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah. I haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Well, I'm from Canada originally, uh, East Coast, Newfoundlander. Why are there so many Canadians in Bitcoin? We'll get to that. Because it's a communist state. Oh, <laughs> man. Whoa, shots fired. Um, no, I, I mean, honestly, I tell people I love growing up in Newfoundland. I love growing up in Canada. It was a great place. I would have no problem raising kids there. Um, but yeah, I you know worked in the oil and gas industry, mm. moved down to Houston in 2016. Uh, right into the middle of that whole election thing that happened. I was like, man, this place is crazy. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, uh, Newfoundland is a, is a phenomenal place. We're known for being friendly. And I moved to Houston, Texas, and you guys are just as friendly or friendlier. Like, it, Honestly, I love the people in Texas. I do agree. Yeah, Honestly, I've been to Canada a lot. Love the people for the most part. But Southern people are just freaking nice, man. Yeah. They are. And I'm from the Midwest, and I'm like, man, everybody down here is super cool. <laughs> and Houston in particular. Houston has, like, really, really cool people. Houston's a very international city. There's a lot right. of different different people here. But, you know, anyway, loved it. I used to work in the oil and gas engineering side of things. Uh, always wanted to do my MBA. So when I came, opportunity came up to go to Rice down here. Uh, it's actually where I met Brian. Um, and, yeah, long story short, uh, moved out of oil and gas, got into Bitcoin. Uh, people know Stephen Barber of Upstream Data. Me and him went to engineering school together in Canada. Oh, okay. So he was my first intro to Bitcoin. He started Upstream Data in 2017. So I'd already moved to Houston. I was like, Steve, what are you doing up there, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Because he like left his job and started this company. And I was like, man, okay, that's crazy. At that time, Bitcoin had- Wait, hit- what year was this approximately? This was 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. 2017. Uh, so I moved here in 2016. He started that in 2017. Uh, you know, Bitcoin had, I think it was, a, was it 20 grand in 2016, 2017? Oh, no. No, 10 no. grand? Dude, no. 2016? I think Dude, was, we, were, we were down. I was think it was 10,000. 17 it hit is when it peaked. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like the first, like, December. Like, yeah. It was like, full yeah. around, like, a lot of national attention. Right? People like, oh, I can't believe this thing's worth it. So anyway, always shout out to Steve. Uh, started... Rice in 2018, met Brian there. We did both had entrepreneurial mm-hmm. aspirations. Um, yeah, and then left uh, the oil and gas world in 2020. And we started, oh, sorry, 2021. And we started up uh, 10 net zero, focused on oil and gas at energy asset owners mm-hmm. uh, and helping, helping them solve problems utilizing Bitcoin. 
So that's kind of kind of the Coles Notes version. Well, I got a question for you. Sure. It's very serious. Is Steve Barber as good at baseball as he tells everybody is it? he is? Well, I have firsthand knowledge Uh-oh. of that, actually. Uh-oh. Yes. So Steve's a very tall guy, so naturally very lanky, skinny, <laughs> I might say. Right? Oh, man. You know, so he was a pitcher, uh, and he could throw a bit of heat. He was a uh-huh. good pitcher. Now, at the time, I was much more slender and fit, and I was a leadoff hitter for an opposing team. And, you know, I, I, I think I might have had a 1,000 batting average at, some, oh, at wow. one point against him. Whoa, know, man. I can't. Shots fired. He's Shots. coming on The real next question week. is, does anybody in Bitcoin fuck with pickleball other than us? Uh, That's what I, I, can't, I still haven't got to come out here and show you guys my old man skills, but I can freaking you I can can pickle. pickleball. You can yeah, pickle. We're going to have to go to the ball I can pickle. pickle on some pickleball. I've never played. I've never you played. haven't? No. Nope. Oh, okay, we're going to baptize you. Yeah. Well, Against. Steve's coming on next week, by the way, so we're going to confirm <laughs> the story. You know, we're we're going to confirm the story. 100% confirm right. that story. Uh, now, I will say this. When he moved from Newfoundland to Lloyd Minster, which is where he set up upstream data, and you can confirm this story as well, he pitched a no-hitter. Oh. And it didn't even make the newspaper. Dang. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to throw It a was against a, a little league team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw a plug for myself here. I pitched a no-hitter in high school. Wow. And, and lost one nothing. So wow. yeah, disappointing. How do you lose on a no Wasn't a perfect game, uh, man, I guess. The umpire she, she walked really, some people. Yeah. The umpire hosed me at the top of the last <laughs> inning and freaking I froze the umpire on a curveball on a full count and he freak, he dropped the ball. It it was it was a strike. And mm. that kid ended up scoring off of an air. Oh, Still man. hurts me. I, I dream about that thing. And they were the state champs from the year before. Ooh, brutal! You could have thrown that football over that mountain you over see there. See the mountains over there. I'll throw a football over the mountains over there. 1982. If coach would have put me in, why didn't we could have won state? We could have won state. We would have won state. Coach put me in. Lost my chair, bro. No, other side, other side, right side, right other side. side. There you go. There we go. All right. Sorry, technical malfunction. Brian, tell us, tell us how you got into this. Yeah. All right. So I have kind of a weird origin story. So my brother. My brother moved to Korea and he got involved with the Bitcoin meetup in Korea. And so he calls me, this is like 2014. He calls me, he's like, hey, I can't buy Bitcoin over here. I need you to go on Coinbase and buy me some. So he like PayPal, I don't know how he sent me the money or it doesn't even really matter. Maybe PayPal, who knows? Um, And so I bought Bitcoin for him and I was like, well, I don't want him to be right about this and I don't buy any. (laughs) So I bought some too, but I also didn't want to lose more money than him. Mm -hmm. So I bought less than him because I was like, if it goes to zero, I want to be able to say like, you lost, you lost more than me. Um, So he, he kind of won on that deal, obviously, but that was how I got introduced. And I had, I had actually like read clips of it, like, like news clippings about Mm -hmm. it. Um, just cause I come from like a really like libertarian kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of interested in it even back when it was like, you know, like the cryptocurrency Bitcoin fell to like a dollar today, <sighs> because, like, like the very yeah. back page of the Chronicle right. talking about it kind of thing. Um, so, you know, that was kind of when I, when I got in, uh, so fast forward that story, you know, back and forth, my brother all across, uh, 2016 into 17, I'm getting out of the Navy so I have to decide what I want to be when I grow up. Um, and so my brother again had said, Hey, like I thought of the best name for 
a Bitcoin wallet and it was Bill Foddle. Uh, so like a billfold, but you know, we translocate yeah. the, the L and the D. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then to show him up again, I went and bought the domain billfoddle.com <laughs> and was like, haha, like I have the domain now. Right. So, so we start like kind of ruminating, like, you know, what could this thing be? And, um, so we build this, uh, it's like a stainless steel device that lets you hold your seed phrase from a ledger or Trezor. So you have to write down mm-hmm. your 24 words. Um, and so what our device does is it lets you like write quote unquote that in stainless steel, but it, it comes with these like little letter tiles and you right. kind of slide them in. Um, so it's fireproof, waterproof. So we start that up in late 17, early 18, right. As I'm getting out of the military and build it up into a, a pretty good, uh, e-commerce business. So we just exited. It's for sale on ledger.com. We exited about a year ago. Um, and I still run like biz dev for them a little bit. But, yeah. Um, you know, that was kind of my intro into Bitcoin. That is actually awesome because yeah. it's tough to exit in a business in Bitcoin still, I think. And um, find, it's a nice success story, right? And, you know, maybe you didn't get filthy rich, but... It's maybe good, he did. He didn't, maybe he you didn't did. Say. I don't know. I heard you lost all your Bitcoin in a boating accident. Yeah, that though. that is true. All right. uh, I would yeah. not say filthy rich or even rich, but you know, you still got to. You he still got filthy though. He still, <laughs> you still got to work. Um, no, it was fun, man. It, and the exit process is like just a whole nother beast, right? Um, a lot of lessons learned there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a whole nother podcast. We yeah. don't, we, we don't want to get into <laughs> yeah. that. So. And this is part of, the, I guess, part of the or- origin story of 10 at zero. So, yeah. You know, I come from the oil and gas side. I've got Steve talking to my one ear. We end up going on a entrepreneurial type trek through the Rice University at Rice Alliance. And we go to basically Silicon Valley. It was UC Davis slash Sacramento. Yeah. With a field trip down to, to, uh, to Silicon Valley there in San Francisco. And we went to Coinbase. I think Ripple. Ripple. Ripple yeah. Was on there. Oh, Ripple. Huh. I still Dude, have no. Yeah. That idea place what is fucking did. empty. <laughs> Nobody knows what really? they did, but it's it provocative. Was, there was like one person. The biggest people going. They, they gave us a presentation. I was like, Brian, what are they talking about? <laughs> it was weird, man. It was, it was real weird. But we had, had this Russian girl like smoking, but like <laughs> she was giving the present. I think like that was her job. It's just yeah. like give the the presentations to anyone who wants to visit, and then they have like. Honestly, it was a space about as big as like your office here. And I think I saw her and like three other people milling about. And I was asking her, I was like, and this is in downtown high rise San Francisco. Like fucking it's can we take us? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. We have to bleep that one out. (laughs) Like super expensive office building, obviously. And I was just like, there's no one here. This is like it's what I expected. But it was also just kind of like eerie and unnerving. So anyway, they kept the lean startup to it. Yeah, <laughs> extra lean. Uh, yeah, except for the office space. So we ended up sharing uh, a hotel room, and then we became really good buddies. Mm. And started oh, yeah. hotels yeah. about good that. Exactly. <laughs> so I was cold. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, uh, you said know, you wouldn't tell about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's our secret. Uh, and uh, we just, you know, we started talking about Bitcoin, all that kind of fun stuff. And we realized that we're trying to s- solve the same problem because Brian was thinking large scales, right. waste energy, maybe we can go so big. I was thinking smaller scale because of Steve, what Steve was doing. 
And at the end of the day, we went through a basically accelerator through the Rice Alliance called mm. um, what's called Spark. No, no, it was called no? Ideal Launch. Oh, that's right. And we just did a bunch of customer uh, interviewing, marketplace, you know, intelligence and stuff. We realized, okay, well, this is a huge problem on the oil and gas side, the decentralized nature of flares. So that's kind of where we stuck our stuck our pin. We're like, okay, we're gonna service this market mm. with with Bitcoin with the idea of solving problems for oil and gas companies, energy asset owners first. Yeah. And using Bitcoin as a tool to do that, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, a Bitcoin model being go find the cheapest energy you can, i.e. take advantage of oil and gas right. companies and yeah. you know, build a build a mine. So, yeah. So uh, who are the ideal kind of companies that you guys are looking to partner with? Like what kind of oil and gas companies? Yeah, great question. So there's we kind of divvy them up into two groups. You had obviously you have the large companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, their focus tends to be on the emissions reduction side. Like they don't want to have flares. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the smaller companies, anything that's not a huge company, they're much more interested in the monetary cash flow mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we can we can talk we can talk on both sides of that. It's like if you have, you know, a wasted energy stream, okay, we'll come on. We'll give you a uh, a price for your gas that's actually tied to Bitcoin, so you can share in the upside, which people really like. Or, I mean, we can talk about the you know the flare mitigation emissions aspects of it. But uh, you know, a lot of the bigger side is uh, you know every, anyone can can do that. Yeah. Side of it. Mm-hmm. But it's really it's really trying to solve a problem for them. What's your actual problem? Yeah. And yeah. let's just solve the problem. Who cares what how you do it? Right. Right. And then keep 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 Bitcoin as the tool that does it, but. Yeah, uh, and we've actually had a lot of success uh, that way in talking to people and showing them how what Bitcoin is, how it works, how it's not scary. Right. It's like, listen, it's just energy arbitrage. That's all we're doing. Right. The same right. thing you're doing, mm-hmm. right? It's just a different commodity. It's just electricity. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. And- ha- have you felt like you've adjusted your pitch to them from the time you started to the time now? I, I know I have mm-hmm. tremendously, but curious to hear how you guys are pitching it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. yeah, bro. Talking the microphone. Right? <laughs> so I you keep wanting. Yeah, yeah. well, I know the whole hotel story, but you keep trying yeah, to sit yeah. on Brian's lap over here, man. There we go. There you go. Um, yeah, I know a hundred percent. It's um, you go in there, and I use an analogy. If you ask an engineer what time it is, they'll tell you how their watch works, yeah, right? And right. it's just like, don't go down that alleyway. Do not talk about. Bitcoin height. Do not talk about you know the time for blocks. Don't talk about ASICs and terahashes. Like you're just you're just yeah. you're stirring the pot. It's yeah. You're giving them a reason to not. Yeah, talk. it's really hard not to get drawn because they're gonna right. have those questions. I'm like, yeah, like like a recent one. He was like, well, I, you know, I don't understand why. Like, you know, what happens if we don't win any blocks? Right. And it's like, right. like how many times we got hop through a pool? Like, like explain that. Uh, yeah. Like. It's like, and then, so my analogy that makes sense to me is like, okay, if I buy one lottery ticket, like my chances of winning are really small, mm-hmm. but, and, and there's only one lottery every three days or, mm-hmm. you know, but, or every, you know, if we did it, like if there was only one block every two weeks, right? right? But there's right. a block every, t- so there's a lottery drawing every 10 minutes. And like, I'm joining this pool with people who have 10% of all the lottery tickets. It was like. We're going to win eventually. Right, right, like, right. But it just like, even comparing it to a lottery, their brain just like went like, oh, you're gambling? Like, right, no, right, we're not gambling. Yeah. yeah. And so so that, it's just like, oh my God. Like, 
So just like little things like that yeah. is the point I bring it up is like you can derail the whole right. thing and like they just like, oh, well, y'all are gambling with my money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I, I think uh, the flare uh, mitigation ESG side pitch is very easy to understand, right? Yeah. They have a problem. You come in and solve it. But on the whole, like participating in the upside of Bitcoin, what is the pitch without overcomplicating it like that? Right. And getting them down these rabbit holes to where the whole sales cycle well, takes forever and so just implodes. Part of the problem that, that we have run into is. Once you once they know that you are going to mine Bitcoin, they think that you have, quote unquote, Bitcoin money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so they're like, oh, well, you're going to be making millions and millions right, of dollars right, out right. here. So like we, we, need, we need some of that. Right. And it's like, well, one, you didn't want any of that yeah. a minute ago because it was too risky. Mm. So now you want all the upside. We want it without any risk. Yeah, whatsoever. yeah. I want yeah. all this crazy yeah. upside with no risk. And so, like, that's kind of hard too. Is like, so I think like one of our strategy shifts is going to be like at least for partially like owning some of the mm -hmm. some of, like going out and finding assets that are stranded. Right. And then before we're like we're not even bringing Bitcoin into the the equation mm -hmm. here. It's like, hey, I'll just buy that from you for right for liability plus. The, the P and A plus five grand or, you right, know, whatever, right, like some right. nominal amount. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. Take right, it. Right. Um, yeah. And I've noticed, too, that um, you can tell when you go in and well, maybe not right when you go in, but after you start that conversation of like, which direction are these guys going to go? Because yeah. I, I have had some oil and gas companies where they do want to dig in. They want to understand, like, how are you making money on this? Yeah. And while they still don't want to deal with the risk of putting capital towards a project that they don't fully understand or it's kind of outside. You think for them, it's just like, do we drill a well or do we do this? Right. 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 If you're not the owner of the company, right. which is it's kind of like my next business. question is like, where do you guys have the most success? Because if it's one level down, yeah. a lot of people are probably like mm. culturally probably mm. not going to put their job on the line. It's like the safe bet is right. go drill another Agre well. Right. A hundred percent. And right. drilling wells is not really safe, but if you're saying like that's the safe well, bet. They've yeah, already right. signed up for that risk. Yeah. Yeah. They know that it's risk. It's their core business. They understand yeah. Yeah. that risk. Right. right. Presumably. And, yeah. yeah. They and, clearly, and they build a draft. They get so wrapped up in like the complications of this, of understanding yeah. but it's like, man. It's because they're most, the, it's engineering driven industry. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But from a standpoint of like operational difficulty, this is nothing compared to, yeah. to oh, yeah. what they do on a daily basis. Yeah, compared to putting it. like, right. go drill a well like in the Gulf steel, of Mexico. Like, yeah. or two miles down below the right. like, Let's be honest. Drilling in yeah. 10,000 feet of water. Yeah, it's like, and then dude, turning is, that 90 degrees. Yeah, this is crazy. So to answer your question a little bit better, when we see success, when we're talking to the higher ups, I'll call them the gray hairs of the organization organization is staying away from Bitcoin and talking about energy arbitrage and like, listen, this is just another market. Bit a Bitcoin mine is a point of sale for your product into a different market. And it's a market that's open mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. There's no middleman and I can pay you daily if you mm -hmm. want to. Right. So th the brain starts turning a little bit that, okay, that makes a lot more sense. You know, and okay, let's, <laughs> let's try something small. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, and the other thing on the success side is, who are you talking to? And it's typically the younger PMs, the younger guys, I'd say, you know, they're late 20s, mid 30s people who already understand Bitcoin right. to a yeah. certain degree. And they're like, this is just a technology. Yeah. And we can use this and we can get an edge yeah. over our competition. Mm. And they're the people that are bringing us in to talk to people. They're the people yeah. who come to us like, hey, I've got X amount of, of gas. What can you do for me? By the right. way, I can't put any CapEx in. 
You know, yeah, yeah. they had, right, they, right. They, yeah. They, that's a consistent theme. Well, <laughs> very consistent. They have their constraints. Doesn't mean one of my questions right. is like, yeah. like, how many times out of ten is oh, like dude. I can't put well, any capex in versus somebody's like, hey, I'll, I'll no, go yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, very few, but they have yeah. no problem doing opex. They have no problem right. bringing wells back online. They have okay. no problem yeah. connecting things together. They have no problem managing wells. So from our perspective, it's like, okay, well, that's equity yeah. into a project. Mm. Maybe there's a joint venture opportunity. Is any, I'm going to keep asking this question because I want to see how the market's evolving throughout mm. the podcast. But is anybody who already has offtake for their gas now considering the optionality of mining and being able to switch that back and forth? And then also my follow-up to that would be contractual obligations with offtake with the midstream. Yeah. So yes, there are people who have built a business at least. I mean, Dan Morrison of Amalgamated Sludge. Sludge. Yeah. That's his whole business model. Yeah. Basically is switching when you need to mm-hmm. now yeah. he's not he's not a huge bitcoin mining presence but yeah he's doing that he's well, we he saw that he's a cool guy just chat with him we just did the midland mm. meet up there last week and yeah he's a super cool guy man and, it's so funny and, everybody knows each other and, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. It's such a small world <laughs> but like he's like a you know goldman sachs analyst kind of yeah, guy. yeah he's yeah. not yeah. he's not your typical no. bitcoiner he's shower man he's an oil and gas guy Who's knows all the numbers, knows how to mm-hmm. evaluate things, and he put Bitcoin into his operation because he saw the value in it. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's that's pretty cool. Um, on the midstream side, I would say that is our biggest driver of business, really, at least opportunity wise. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that because yeah, this is, I was about to bring this up. Yeah. I would say you get the most traction the fastest when the upstream side is up against some wall. Mm-hmm. The midstream has put some wall on them, and I, I mean, they've they've caused a problem. Midstream has caused a problem on upstream, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, we need to solve this like right now. Yeah. yeah. So there's always a sense of urgency. It's like, hey, we it, just got we yeah. just got money well, sitting here. Well, well you, I mean, they're well, making all their money from a from EMPs, and yeah. so there are times where they're going to run into a situation where they can't get a well online, and yeah. this is one where it's like, man, you could easily well, pop in there. And- talking with Dan, he goes, yeah. I won't say the company's name. He said X company went. And he spit on the ground, right? right? Like as a joke, midstream companies do have all, most of the power in these in these. Oh my gosh! In these relationships, right? Yeah. It's not an even type yeah. thing. They're like, I'm the only game in town. Yeah, you come to me yeah. if I tell you I'm shutting down for a week for on plan maintenance. We're shutting down for a week for on plan maintenance. Right. If I tell you I'm curtailing you sixty percent because something happened way downstream, I don't care about your drilling mm. program. That's not my problem. Like honestly, like that's the kind of that right? makes sense. I mean, Gagley already built a whole business on consulting yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah. Have you seen those? New so content? when we say that from an opportunity standpoint, it's mostly a problem from a midstream perspective. Yeah. And they're like, what are my options? What can I do? And Bitcoin is a midstream option. It's not your traditional mm-hmm. one, um, but it's a no CapEx solution for a lot of these people. They just yeah. we can, they can just sell their gas like they were before um, and they can still produce their oil. Like oil is a revenue for mm-hmm. most of these people, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what they want. If they get shut in, then they got a flare. And a lot of bigger companies have said, we're not going to flare or we're going to reduce our flaring significantly no. by 2020, 30 yeah. or tw- yeah, 2030 or 2025. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're the PL owner, like you got to like ask permission or there's like, you know, accounting mm-hmm. for how much flaring you did. Yeah. And you don't want to, you don't want to be the guy with the most kind of thing. Right. You don't you don't, you don't want the, those sins on your Yeah. On yeah. Your, yeah. Uh, right. Well, and also on the midstream side of things, I and I probably I think we've talked about this on some of the other episodes, but um 
I still think that there's going to be a time before too long where the, a lot of the midstream companies are actually offering this as a service, yeah. as a fee, right? Like we're going to charge you a fee um, to bring out a miner just just for situations where they couldn't get a right away done in time, and you got a well that's coming online. It's like yeah. they're you know they're dedicated to the system. Midstream company wants to provide some type of service so that the operator's not shut in for like three months while they're waiting on pipeline. Come out and mine Bitcoin on that so they can bring the well online. <laughs> I I really think that eventually that is something yeah. that is going to be going on. But I also think that's an opportunity for groups like y'all to get bought number yeah. one. Yeah. And um, but do you feel like how far away do you think we are from something like that? Where say yeah, even some service companies like Halbert and Schlumberger, all those kind of guys are like, look, we need to bring this in house. And start offering this as a service for situations where we can't get away. Are, are you saying like you saying like the midstream um, group doing mining as a service, or, right. or them themselves just mining for themselves? Like they're, My, they're, they're purchasing, a, they're purchasing it, right? right. You don't have to sell right. the market. You could use it as right. They may just power. they may just do it, and they keep the Bitcoin. They but they'll bring in some S nines or something and just because you, it real you cheap. think about our whole topic of vertical, like yeah. vert, be vertically yeah. integrated. I mean, if you're the midstream guy, you've got oh yeah, you have no shortage of supply of gas, right? And right it's like now. you could come in, throw a bunch of S9s out there. It's not going to be hardly any capital and eat up that flare while, you know, be a, so they can produce their oil. Yeah. So um, it's, I, it's I a, think that's going to be a happen. hard decision to make whenever, you know, Bitcoin's ripping and it gets back to like 60K. Right. Like you right. think about per MCF. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is the idea, right? It's like Bitcoin is another marketplace. Yeah. A commodity in a different marketplace. Yeah. Right? Like when, when we were, I mean, when, when it was ripping at 60K, you were making like forty dollars and right. yeah. killing it. Right? What gas trader wouldn't be like, I can make yeah. forty dollars. At the time it was probably like what, four dollars in MCF? So you're mm -hmm. making ten X. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you not have a site? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, why would you not the have question, that as the an question option? is why wouldn't you do that? Right. So you, like it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make yeah. I mean, every yeah. business to make the most money, you're you're chasing these tail ends of the mm -hmm. business, right? Like the upside, that's huge. It lasts for a little bit of while. You're just trying to grab that lightning in a bottle. Right. That's every single business. That is oil and gas. Yeah. That is VC. Yeah. That is all yeah. these business models. You right? pay all these dues just to have the opportunity to be there when, right. yeah, when, the, when, the, when it, the lightning strikes. When it happens. Yeah. Right? So, I will say you need to have a good attorney at that point, though, to oh, yeah? address the royalty issues. And you know, uh, this yeah. episode brought to you by Martin Legal. I don't Legal. know if you ever heard of Martin Legal Group, but we <laughs> offer those type of services and that counseling. So, you know, yeah. go ahead, though. My bad. I had to throw mm. one in there. And Max, too, right? You said he was pretty. No, he's not a lawyer, but he Yeah, he's not a lawyer. You, you, you need a lawyer to go handle that stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry, so, Max. But, but, you can't no, do legal advice, buddy. To answer your question, not legal or financial advice. Right. <laughs> right. Disclaimer. I think you are five years out from yeah. midstream taking it right. seriously. And I think you're probably three or four years out from uh, an oil services company taking right. it seriously. I was I, I was going to say three to five years. That yep. was my number. That so, next bull cycle. I've heard tales on the, yeah. the oil service side. I've heard tales. I don't know yeah. if it's any of it's true. Well, the, I, honestly, I think this, they're going to have execution problems. Really? Yeah. yeah I, well, like no, if they if they wanted right. to go out there and do it today, I think right. they I think they'd have execution problems. Well, I think what they would do, I honestly think they're just going to scoop up groups like y'all. I yeah, like, I, I I that is the first yeah. move, but like I think even that's one and a half to two years away. Yeah, we're we're away. I agree. Yeah. I think we're a ways away from that. But but that is what it, that it is will what will happen. happen. It I think it's happen. I I've yeah. I've compared this. I, I've made I think, this comparison before. 
to if you rewind back to like mm-hmm. early 90s where there was like Primeco and Tel there was all these different uh cell phone companies mm-hmm. and they all had these little fiefdoms all over the yeah. United States and AT&T and Verizon went around and bought all of them up and I think like that is that is kind of what will happen here um this actually leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about well I, I go I, ahead yeah I want that just- <coughs> Gross, dude. That's yeah. gross. disgusting. <laughs> Smoker over here. What do you- I did want to add this point to that, to that question. Is like the reason that it's going to take that long for these companies to do it is because of internal inertia in these companies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You still have yeah. senior leadership yeah. in these companies. That's a scam. Right? Yeah. Like that do not understand, do not right. get it. They're cu- Unless their customers are out there asking for begging. it. Begging. Begging right. for right. it. They're not going to do it. If you look at any of these companies' websites – and what their flare mitigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Slumber Day is probably the furthest along. And there's just like, hey, reduce as much as you possibly can. And when you have to flare, make it more efficient. Like right. that's your thing. And they're selling valves. They're selling, honestly, most of them are selling platforms that will measure how much mm-hmm. emissions you're doing. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. where they're making it's their like, money. They're selling yeah. these platforms and they're selling these, I just measure it. Sensors. So that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's that's their solution. Like they don't actually have a solution mm-hmm. to that will help. They're just letting you know. They're just letting you know, yeah, right? right. And, and, and I should say that, I mean, they obviously have very good technology mm-hmm. in their valves and whatnot. It's just, but that's where every oil field services, all the, the four majors, right? That's where they are. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a small guy who comes up and says, here's a new offering that's going to add value to the operator. And I think that's going to be a Bitcoin guy. Right. Honestly, I think it's going, it could potentially be us, right? Like yeah. that's what we're positioning to be in that yeah. space. So you have this inertia that you're trying to overcome, and their main customers are, you know, the the majors, right? The Exxon's, the BPs, the Chevrons. Like, they will be the late majority adopter mm-hmm. of yeah. this technology, yeah. right? And so, they're gonna blow up when they do. hundred percent. Yeah, and but they're gonna do it better than anyone they'll do else. It better than everybody else. Because yeah. they're gonna be yeah. more efficient. Right. They have way more scale. They, yeah. Like they have the best engineer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the nerdiest engineers at yeah. least. Yeah. Like so, yeah. well, when you put those two things together, there's yeah. a lot of nerdy engineers. So, yeah, so oh, many yeah. nerdy yeah. engineers. Yeah. Like the Woodlands is full of them. I even know. know. I do know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm friends with some of them. Hopefully, don't listen to this podcast. But what what usually what usually that results in? It's looking historically in other like business units at across the oilfield services side is they will come in and pay a premium mm-hmm. for groups like you guys or right. anybody else in the space who they want to absorb use all the resources the corporate of an, knowledge uh, yeah of right. an SLB yeah, 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 or right. Halliburton yeah. or whatever and supercharge that and then they just okay. take yeah. the same thing with a midstream guy yeah. they're going to do that the exact because they have the exact same problems Cor- they have to overcome corporate inertia they all have their little innovation groups but they're not making the huge decisions they're just investing in companies mm, typically yeah. for a technology that they want to use right Right. Yeah. Right. So when you add those two things up, the company inertia, and then the idea that their customers even have more company inertia, there it's that's why it's going to take so long for them to actually yeah. do something. Mm. Now it's going to be the small guys who adopt it first because they need the edge. They're looking for that market edge. They're going to be the early adopters, and they're the ones that I mean, that's typically who we're doing business with right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Like right. you talk to anybody, you talk to the guys out in Midland, you talk to you know the giga guys. They're not you know so it's those are the people that they're yeah. making. Yeah. They can. Yeah. making deals with well and so mining requires a lot of uptime right and that area that i think is the one that people struggle with where i think the midstreams will step in are these non-routine flaring yeah right and so because that's the vast majority of the flare in the u.s is yep. non-routine flaring like people 
they hear the numbers like, oh man, the the amount of yeah. flare gas that's going on in the U.S. You could run the Bitcoin network four times over. The reality is, from an operational standpoint, it's that's impossible. Yeah, it, it will not work. Can you walk people through a few instances of yeah. why you do uh, non-routine flaring? Right, right. So when you drill a well, you bring it online. Um, you got your IP, right? And you may not either have a pipeline in there or you don't have enough room on the pipeline or you just, during drilling activity, you're flaring a lot. Mm. And so that flare gets counted on that overall number, but it's not a flare that you could actually go, as a Bitcoin mining company, go set up an operation because you're only going to be there for three months, like three to six months or something. Yeah. And at that point, then it's going to be turned online. That They're going to be sending that product down the pipeline to a midstream facility down to an end buyer. Mm-hmm. That that is what typically is happening with the flare gas in the US. Yeah. So and like, it doesn't make sense for a mining group to go out there and be like, I'm going to sink all this capital and put it on the site. Yeah. That's why I think the midstream groups will come in and service companies will come in and be like, we can you pay us a service. We're using some cheap S9s. Capital for them is cheap and they're getting paid to go and just utilize that service to eliminate the flare. There are some flare sites that are more competitive for miners to go try to get that are bigger, long-term, truly stranded asset where you can get gas and large volumes and scale, but they're few and far between. So Mm -hmm. that's the area where I I really think they'll come into play. Um, What was I going to say about that? I forgot where I was going with that one. But that part of it, the non-routine flaring, is the that's the biggest issue with the flare gas. And so – you guys are coming up with an idea, which I like, and I, I know another one that is talking about it, and I'm I'm not going to say their name because they're my client, but um, but you guys you have com- some type of privilege with them or something? It's something like that. Okay. And, uh, How does it work if we all have the same privilege? I know because yeah. literally yeah. everybody is like, do you just so- share all of our dirt with us at the same time? Or? <laughs> I just talk about it without saying anybody's yeah. name, but, but uh, actually, I do not do that. Just everyone, <laughs> I do not do that. Um, but so with that in mind that you have to be online as much as possible in order to make this an economic endeavor from a Bitcoin miner standpoint, right? Yeah. You got to stay, you you need two years, really. Like you need yeah. two years to run a mine. In a bull or a bear. Right. It just works out right. that way. Just, yeah. you need two years. You got to have two years. Yeah. And, and, and maybe you, maybe you even like two years to break even. Right. And right. that's like, oh, well I have this generator now that's paid for, but like now what am I going to do with it? Right. Like so, now I got to find another site. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a constant like moving. And yeah. every time you move, there's a capital cost included yep. and there's downtime included. And that downtime, it just extends your wife's your ROI. pissed off because you're not home. Right. Kids are sick. Right. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of stuff. Uh, always. Yeah. So with that in mind, you guys have kind of came up with the idea, the Bitcoin as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit and kind of explain what your thought yeah, process sure. is? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a little highlight, a little vision into what right. we're doing without, you know, giving away yeah, the secret sauce. Yeah, don't give away sauce. all the secret sauce, bro. My bad. Did I just <laughs> screw that up? No, not That's at right. all. Not at all. This is privileged. However, privileged information <laughs> right before right. I start, I will need some uh, Calumet 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Which one's that? Right in the back, next There's to the next to the bulb. Yes, the most yes. expensive looking one, please. All right. Yeah. <laughs> break this bed. Wait. Let me give a. This sniff. is a fantastic this, bottle, by the way. I. Don't, Joel is a little connoisseur. I love this. This all smells the same to me. I love <laughs> it. It looks expensive though. Go for it. Good, fifteen year old. I mean, that Look at is that, a, that's man. a good age statement. That's, that's probably good a good age. gift from somebody. So thank you to everyone. Yeah. Nifty for gifty. Us. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Four Caramely, finger four. four fingers. <laughs> is this scotch? No, this is bourbon. Okay, bourbon. All this right, is bourbon. It's out of Kentucky. It's good stuff. Same people who make uh, oh. Sam Houston. 
Have you ever had that? I don't know. Joel, I'm okay. I'm this is fine. the first time I've actually drank on a podcast in about four years. Yeah. No. So, wow. I'm enjoying this. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah cheers. 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 I actually did. I usually podcast right. at like nine o'clock in the morning. And with so, our, with, with like, like our Kinlay, our Kinlay Kin glasses. Enron, yeah. yeah Enron parody. Is that? Oh my God. Is that Kinlay? That's him. Go get him. Yeah, normally the podcast is like nine o'clock in the morning. So, so you guys know it's Friday and night and it's like seven o'clock. Yeah, you know, so we're, we're just getting, getting a little ready for the so night. You don't, you don't drink it nine o'clock on a Tuesday uh, morning. Only Mondays. Okay, only oh, Mondays. Yeah, yeah, only yeah. Mondays. Yeah. That's fine. The family man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the idea of Bitcoin for a ser- service and actually, oh, Bitcoin for a service. No, Bitcoin as a service. Okay, so I had it right. And when Steve comes on, uh-huh. uh, we, when you ever get him on from Upstream Data. He'll talk about this a little mm-hmm. bit too because I think he has a very similar perspective. But but again, just to recap: I'm setting. The, I was setting the table because of that downtime issue. Because this yes. is where I think this is so valuable. Yeah, the downtime issue. Right. Traditional Bitcoin mining business models are get cheap energy and run as as much as you possibly can. You know, mm-hmm. and longest term. Longest term, three, five years. If you can run for five years, great. Maybe you have to upgrade your machines in between that time, but. That's the business model. And that's what Bitcoin miners took to the oil and gas industry saying, hey, we see all these flares out here. Like, this is a no, no brainer. Like, just, just give us that energy over there and everybody's happy, right? But not really, because as you pointed out, in the oil and gas industry, the problem is non-routine flaring, which mm-hmm. is intermittent. Right. Right? So Bitcoin as a service means that you're the one, it's your, it's your equipment, it's your capital, you deserve to be paid for a service. So how do you possibly integrate those two ideas? And I think we've, we've come up with something that would work is like if a company, especially a company who says we're not going to flare at all, mm-hmm. they get shut in on one of their wells because of on-plan maintenance downstream on mm-hmm. their midstream. They're going to be shut in for a month, maybe two months, right? Something like that. Or maybe it's a drilling operation and there's no infrastructure there and they know they're going to have gas for six months, right? Maybe it's something mm-hmm. like that. And they've committed to the market. We are going to capture yeah. 99% of methane, something like that. Like these are their these are their drivers, mm-hmm. right? You come in with your Bitcoin mining, your gen sets, and you say, you will pay me X amount of dollars for me to take care of your excess gas problem. You I I will dispose of it. I will do it on a on a gas purchase agreement so that now this is a big thing. There's no scope one and there's no scope two emissions. Mm-hmm on that site yeah. or that operator because it's a point of custody to me or our mm-hmm. company. It's our scope one, scope two emissions, not theirs. They like that. We will take your sins. Mm-hmm. We will take your and sins. Put them, and put them upon us. Right, yeah. right. My son, Baptize we will, we yourself in the sins of the exactly. oil and yes. gas company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can reduce the emissions from flaring significantly, the CO2 equivalent by, what is it, like 98% yeah, typically, something like yeah. that. At a minimum, uh, I'd at, say it's like 65%. Yeah, depending yeah, on what right. their what their uh, ratios are, mm. um, we get mine Bitcoin, so we make a revenue, but we get paid for our service. Because all we're doing is turning that natural gas. You're just solving a problem. And we're solving a problem guys. for them. Yeah. And here's the thing: when they say, "Be here on this date," and leave on this date, we pack up our shit and leave. That's what you do. Yeah, because you're a service, mm-hmm. and that's the key, right? Yeah. Being able to do that. Now, how do you keep the uptime right. because the same problem exists for you guys for us guys right. how do we do this one if you can charge a fee and get paid to do your service that helps maybe you don't need a 95 percent uptime mm-hmm. maybe you need an 85 percent uptime mm-hmm. or maybe you need a 75 percent uptime depending on how much you're charging so this is the idea of bitcoin as a service 
And if you can find a hub, and this is where I think the, this is a little bit of the secret sauce, but it's not hard to find. It's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Find a hub right. on grid where you can hook up 80% of the time. Right. You don't need a PPA for 95% uptime. You can take the 80% day rate, real-time pricing mm-hmm. on grid, hook your machines up there 80% of the time, and you then, don't have to have a block. That that, exact, that people got to understand that, exactly, right? Yeah. And let me, before you finish it, just because I think that's important, like people got to understand you, what you're talking about is taking it from an off grid site to an on grid site that yeah. is going to have power at it consistently. And it's in particular in West Texas where we get. Last week we had negative. Or actually, uh, I think it was this week we had negative prices all day long mm-hmm. in the West Urcot hub. So that that's a big deal. Or the West Hub of Urquhart. Um, that would allow you to basically, like, you could go run your miners all day long at negative prices wh- while you wait for the next contract to come in exactly. and utilize yeah. your services off grid. So, yeah, sorry, I was trying to. No, 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 it's good. It's exactly. So, call it the hub and spoke model. Mm-hmm. You have a hub on grid, you pay real time rates or whatever, or and then you're out in the field when you get called upon. And, you know, that's. The risky part is, well, happens if you never get called upon. Well, you still have a pretty decent operate. You're not losing money. Right. So you can survive. But the reality is people are asking for the service. Mm. There is there there is no short-term flare mitigation, flow right. assurance solutions on the market today for oil and gas operators. So do you have any kind of like special edge with like the mobility of like being able to sit I'm thinking, I was a logistics regiment in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. go out of the field, set up shit, tear it down, yeah. move locations a billion different times. It's a massive, like, kind of undertaking. I feel like setting up these facilities is kind of the same thing. Even in our, so you know what a water buffalo is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never drink yeah. the water from the fucking water buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring tons of water bottles with you. To, I have no uh, idea really? what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Just say it's a, it's a trailer, and then you have these not very smart people who didn't very score very good on their ASVAB. <laughs> They're the ones who are in charge of taking care of your water. And like, they like test it and make sure it's like not poison, but it always tastes like shit. And there's like chemicals and stuff in it. And so yeah, you, just go to the, you just go to the PX and just get a ton of like smart waters and bring it back to the field with you. <laughs> so I was a Humvee driver. So I had to always run back to the rear. Okay. So I was always just bringing, <laughs> so I, was, a, I was bringing back the goodies. Like the goodie wants, bags. Yeah. Who wants the yeah, stickers? 10 yeah. bucks. Come on. Who's you got, know? you had the, like the roll Slinging, of skulls. Dude. Slinging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cope, cope <laughs> rolls. And yeah. There was one benefit to getting Humvee certified. So mm. I forgot what my question was. Oh yeah. Mobility. Sorry. Mobility. Yeah. Is there any sort of edge there? Or is it just, you well, just I guys think, go through the painstaking that, process? So the execution strategy is the most underrated strategy in the world. Everyone's like, you need intellectual property. Everyone's like, you need, you know, management or you need first to market execution is what makes you money right yeah. right and it's going to be an execution strategy that wins the bitcoin uh wars or the bitcoin battle because yeah. it's a commodity it's a commodity yeah. and it's so everybody needs to have lowest cost uh, uh business model like that's the only thing that has to yeah. like the, everyone yeah. knows what the model is already right so it's about execution so yeah, like those are part of the things that you need. You're going to have proprietary, I think, designs on how you make it mobile. But I think it's going to be, it has to be mobile. It has to be yeah. modular. It has to be scalable. And it has to be efficient, right? You think you start to see like containers on the backs of trucks, like in the same way that you have like an entire frack like a fleet. trailer. Yeah, a trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trailer you, just, you, just, you just pull yeah. up and right. pull up, pull out. Yeah. Like 
marginal. 18 wheelers in the, in the scope of what we're talking about are very cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, right? it's going to be about marginal cost. Who can do the best? Who can do the most efficiently? What, okay. If someone calls me out and says, okay, I've got a month long project. How long does it take me to demob off of that hub and then demob off of that site to get back to the hub? Right. right. If you can do that in a day or two days or three days, if it takes you a week, you're in trouble. You're in yeah. Trouble. You're right. in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. That, that, yeah. that is, man. See, honestly, this idea that you guys are doing is that's the precursor to the service model, mm-hmm. right? 100%. That Bitcoin has a service. That is literally what I, I just, I think that's, what's going to be the future. I really do. And, and I always think of it as like Bitcoin, like right now is kind of up at like the high, mm-hmm. high level of like, <laughs> we have 50, 100, one gigawatt mega and one gigawatt facilities like plugged in straight to the grid and that kind of has to go away and it's got to start trickling down into the cracks right and and this is a crack right there there's a lot of cracks like there's so much wasted energy i like we found a slide from lawrence livermore labs Mm. um where what is it like 66 percent of all energy produced is wasted Oh, uh, it's insane. It, it, That's it's the a cr- thing and people don't understand it's, either. It's like wasted in transmission. Right. It's wasted in heat. It's wa- it's it is wasted everywhere, right. right? So you think like of all the electricity that we generate, we we only use thirty three percent. Yeah, right. And if you and this it. is not like a Bitcoiner saying this. No, it's this is the a government. reality. Yeah, right, right. That's the reality, and that that is the part about the whole energy consumption argument about Bitcoin that drives me nuts. Yeah, because it's yeah. like you guys have no idea. The vast so, majority of the energy that's coming from this that doesn't actually get speed captured. Speed round on facts here, Justin. Right, ready? right. It doesn't actually get counted on the uh, renewable side. Like like the mining council came out with yeah. 58% renewable or whatever. We should factor in wasted energy on yeah. that because uh, I'll guarantee you a big portion of it is starting to come from wasted energy. Yeah. So whether it's behind the meter on grid or whether it's flare gas. Okay. How much energy on the Bitcoin network is considered sustainable? I mean, fifty-eight percent. Are we yeah. saying? Yeah, good grade. It's about sixty percent. Right. Right. Yeah. Look at M- Michael Saylor put these points out. There. Yeah. That's how you know it. What is the most energy efficient form of industrial power usage? Oh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining. mining. What no has doubt. what has the highest rate of efficiency gain per year? Oh, Bitcoin mining. Exactly. Right. right? It's right. ridiculous, and it's not even close. Yeah. If you held every other industry to the same to standards. the same standard that Bitcoin has done on its right. own, there wouldn't be an industry. No, yeah, there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be. That's, so that's the hypocrisy on this whole thing about the the attacks on Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. Is it? it, 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 it what industry would you not just with the in particular? I don't want to get politics, but the left in particular be just they would be praising so many industries if they got to sixty percent. Renewable energy, yeah. they would uh, you would be falling over themselves about since it. Since we're since we're in weird stats here, right. uh, shout out to my boy Paul Sports for this one. Um, is his name really Paul Sports? Yeah, it's spelled really strange. He is like the most nerdy guy I think I've ever met, <laughs> but he is he's a cool dude. Um, he's he's like nerd cool, cool. Yeah. hey, cool nerds. Hey, I'll shout like, out, first of all. There wouldn't be Bitcoin if it wasn't for cool nerds. That's that is true. true. So cheers yeah. to the cool nerds, man. Cool nerds, yeah, that's fair. There we go. All right, 
So, Paul, I love you. You'll, he'll never hear this, but um, I'll send it to him. Anyway. How do you know he'll never hear this? Maybe Paul might be. All right. He might be one I'm of sorry, 11 I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm used to being on my podcast, and I'm very, like, we're extremely self-deprecating on our podcast. <laughs> oh, I am too. Don't worry. So I, I apologize. That was that was out of turn. Thanks, bro. There's millions of people listening, and, and I millions, love all of them. Uh, millions are listening right now, aren't they, um, Jake? So Europe. <laughs> yeah. So This is a million listener podcast. Mil- sure. Millions of brain cells. So the US, U.S. runs power 60 hertz, right? Europe. Rome? No. Okay. Europe gonna, runs, their, right. runs their power on 50 hertz. Right, 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 right. There is, theoretically speaking, 60 hertz is the ideal. You should run it like like it is proven with real math. 60 hertz is what you should run it at. They continue running theirs at 50 hertz because inertia. They'd have to change too much well, shit. Yeah, they'd, yeah, you'd have okay, to reshape the whole grid, right? They lose, I think it's like 15 to 20 percent of not not even transmission loss, but just right. like just because like even if you were hertz. shipping it next door, just because it's at 50 mm-hmm. hertz. Yeah. They lose like 15 to 20 percent of everything generated. Hmm. And it's like, so we're we're calling out the Bitcoin miners for mm-hmm. this. But like y- you guys can't like, I don't know. It, it, it's like yeah. I get the it. Hypocrisy it boils down to, so, oh, it, it's it's rampant. But it boils down to, too, is we have there's so many other low hanging fruit areas. Yes. That you could go after for energy waste or consumption. That Solar. is like, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on solar. I, I don't hate on any form of energy because it's like I'm I'm if I'm truly a libertarian, I'm like, hey, free market guy yeah. and free if these things improve and they continue to scale, good, good. I'm I'm all for more forms of energy. Energy maximalist, right? But let's let us not forget how uh how much capital was torched in the shale revolution this last time. Right. Am I, it, uh, 200, 200 billion. 200 billion. 200 billion. Can I hit you with a quick for doing, Yeah. In the last 10 years, I think it was $10.4 trillion was poured into the renewable space, mm. and it offset fossil fuels, I, and I could be misquoting, it's either 83 to 82 or 82 to 81 percent, i.e. $10.4 trillion has been in the last 10 years. Like less than 1 percent? And it made a difference in fossil fuel consumption by 1 percent. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I get all that. What my point is, is that we are better off if we have more diverse. Agreed. That is that is true. Right. 100%. So I'm like, look, I'm fine with you guys trying to improve it, but the reality is, you got to have intellectual honesty in this whole conversation. Yeah. Like, we're not at a point or anywhere remotely I, close. I think it's just being and, pragmatic about your approach to how we produce energy. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And also be honest about the realities of what you're doing. Don't yeah. call it clean versus dirty. That's bullshit. It's not yeah, true. That's so. Bullshit. Go look at what they do when they're mining lithium or cobalt. The cadmium, or all that. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. this is insane. When I, when I was in Midland, someone called uh, oil and natural gas organic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, like that it's true. Sense. It's like organic. Every part of the definition right. is right. very much organic. But, yeah. but to your point, what you're talking about, and I think this is where <laughs> Bitcoin and oil and gas need to come together, right? Mm. It's like oil and gas, fossil fuels is being vilified. Right even though they are the best producers of energy, most the cleanest, efficient. they are the most safety conscious, the things that oil and gas have done for the world, like you talk about standing, most transportable. Mm-hmm. You talk They're, about oh, easily. The thing. It's like, easily. Yeah. Not even close. It's like, like we worry about like Quality there being energy here mm-hmm. instead of there and we're losing in transmission. It's like, well, 
You could put it on a truck. Right. If it we, was, we can take if it, it was North gas, Dakota, you could put it on a truck. Down yeah. to South Texas. Or a pipeline. Texas. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. We can like, move it where it's needed to go like easily. Bitcoiners will say, you know, this is how great we are. But oil and, like, anyone who shits on oil and gas, like, you talk about joking around, like, sitting on the shoulders of giants and spitting on their right. feet. Like, right. you have no idea. None. Yeah. Like, they even do it in, within 100 it. years. Right. What has what how what amazing prosperity and human safety and quality of life quality just of life. oil and yeah. gas has produced for the world right and the people who did it have overcome the most amazing technical challenges mm. to do it and they get shit on every single day to the point where kids do not want to go into right. the industry. I saw in Calgary one petroleum engineer and I can't remember what University of Calgary or something like that one petroleum engineer student yeah. That's insane. It's wild. That's right? bad, and we're going to pay the price for that one day. Uh, I think it was Peter Thiel was on a on a on a podcast. I think it's out of Stanford on Common Knowledge, mm. and he said someone asked him. He was talking about I was like, okay, what should you be looking to do? He goes, do what no one else is doing, and right now that's petroleum right. engineering. Right. If you want, like everyone's doing tech, everyone's doing yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Go to petroleum engineering. You will have the highest paying job of all these people. Founders right. and then, and he so he runs Founders Fund, and they've put their money where their mouth is. They've made at least four or five investments in oil and gas technology that I know about. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's one of the reasons I've always been a fan of his, um, fan of his books, fan of mm. just kind of him in general. But yeah, being one of the only, like, especially being a part of the PayPal mafia, being one of these big, respectable figures in Silicon Valley and fucking with oil and gas mm-hmm. the entire time all the way through. I, I got to say something real quick. Jake, that mustache is dope, dude. You like I it, dude? Like it. I uh, like it, bro. Dude, that's the second time I've heard that today. It's growing. Uh, so I, I'm getting a lot of gray right here. I was on my Zoom calls. <laughs> and I was up? like, the hell, oh, bro? How far are you me. from forty? You're only seven years from forty. I'm only seven years from only forty. Only seven years from forty. And so I stayed in the mirror and I just went. Oh. I just shaved it off and I was like, oh. oh no. I was like, I'm gonna do a stash. <laughs> so I tried to keep a straight face coming in. So we do our stand up meetings every morning at nine. And I was the last one to walk in strategically. And I was like, let's just see what kind of laugh we get. And I was trying to keep a poker face and I walked in and I couldn't hold it together. Everybody just <laughs> bust out laughing. They were like, what the fuck happened to you? See, so yeah, I look like a Colin's cop right now. Colin's got a pretty shaggy beard going It's a pretty right shaggy there, beard. I'm, I'm trying to shame him into at least cleaning it up a little bit. Like something like yours, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I... You have, actually... I just saw him the other day though and I was like, dang, Joe, that thing is mine, getting stout. Mine was a little, little wild there. Yeah. So yeah. I go you to... You like the Liver King vibes? No, no, no. Just like, sh- do like I look, shirtless, dude. Like, look, do I look like Liver King? Dude, you look just like Liver King. <laughs> Pretty man. much, yeah. He, everything you learned from me, actually. Um, I'm going to give this guy a shout out because I think he's phenomenal. He's just about to start his own business, too. His name is Steven, and he's, he was actually at uh, Floyd's 99 in the Heights. But yeah. as a guy, maybe you guys know this, maybe you don't, or you feel the same way. I did not trust hairdressers. I did not trust barbers. Every time I went to a place, I got my haircut, and it sucked. Or it was terrible, or they did a great one time. I got a new one. Like it just hated. I found this guy. He's fucking legit, man. He's really good. He loves what he does, and he's phenomenal. And I've been going to him for probably maybe a year or so, and like religiously. And I'll go every like, like like I let my hair grow out and I let my beard grow out every three months. He does my beard up nice. He does my hair up nice to the point my wife is like, "Wow, your hair actually looks nice, dude." And I'm just like, "There you go. He's he's the bee's knees." Hey. Go ahead and give him a shout out so we can get a sponsor. I'm I'm gonna Vinny's Barbershop. You guys clean me up nice. Yeah, I've been to Vinny's. I have you been to Vinny's. I think I've been to Vinny's. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sounds familiar. But I, I have guy. not I've not clean shaven in eight 
years. Dude, there's years. no towel under there. Since since I got out oh. of the Marines, I said I have not I've not touched an actual razor with like shaving. I this ac- is the closest that I, I get. accidentally cut too close one time and I was doing my own beard. My wife was like, and so I cut it to that length. Yeah. She goes, what are you doing? You look ridiculous. And she's like, you don't even look like me. Like it's like <laughs> honestly, it's like Colin did show up uh fucking clean shaven one day. I remember and that. we I could not look at him. We were being a meeting and I was just like I could not make eye contact because it was so, <laughs> it was so weird. It's just, it, puts it was like a crime who had been committed, and you're like, yeah, mm, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't look, yeah. I can't look. <laughs> so maybe the stash is here to stay. Yeah, I don't know. man. Uh, I just feel like it was very Bitcoin to me. Do you know so what? I was just you don't to be see like, that many people like sporting a strong stout stash only. I did have. Back in the day, oh. 14, 15, I had the the curly stash. 14 or 15? I, you were yeah. 14 or 15? No, no, no. In, oh, 20, I was like, holy in cow, 2014, 2015, oh. I Woo. did. But it went with the beard. I had a yeah. beard. At the, it was the longest beard I ever had. And then I had a curly uh, okay. mustache at the same time. But it I didn't last. That, it didn't last very long. Mine, you, mine, I call it the bandito because uh, I have a little empty spot. Oh, yeah. And it, and it grows in real... Nice and faint in here. So. Like we could do a, like. I can't, what would we I can't do it as Western. Like if we were like cowboy days, yeah. like, I could see all you. Well, guys. I mean, you got the attire covered pretty hey, much. Man. Oh yeah, you uh, got the. I the, smoke like, peyote attire. Clint Eastwood yeah. Serapi. Yeah. yeah, man, I got Make the. Make my uh, day. Yeah, thing, man. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm all down for. Oh, that. speaking of that, I'm gonna give you guys wait, a little. Wait, bit. wait, look at this. Oh yeah. Oh, there you all go. right. Yeah. I guess everybody who's listening to this podcast will will hear this as well. But we did we shot a commercial for Empower using Gideon. Oh, nice. And it's like old school, like Western style. It's going to be pretty funny. Okay. It's Gideon, it. a horse in a ranch. And he also flew a helicopter in. God, I love him. And so we just had to capture footage of that. Right. Who do you think is the biggest baller in Bitcoin? Like that you know. The biggest baller? What do you mean ball- by baller? Like, yeah, though? how do we define baller? Yeah, how, do you, how do you define that? Mm. How do you define baller? I would define it. Okay. I'll tell you, Gideon is one of my favorites. Like, Gideon and but I feel his like, I feel like, I feel like there's a connotation of baller where it's like you're you're like kind of braggadocious showy? and yeah. he's not. Yeah, no, he's no, not. He's, no, he's no, not. No, no, he's the he's the most salt of the earth realist guy you've ever. I, met. I don't yeah. think baller. Necessarily yeah, I don't. Means I, wouldn't, that. I wouldn't necessarily say you're braggadocious. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I would answer though. Yeah, like charisma from a charisma standpoint. No, it's be Gideon, dude. But that's not that's not what I'm talking. about. I'm like, who do you think like walks to walk, talks to talk, walks in a room, people are like look at that fucking guy. Like that guy. Who do you it's think? It's probably Justin. Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. You must be going to some pretty small rooms. I got I got to gas. I got to I got I got to gas him up, wow. you know. Heat. Thanks, buddy. I got to gas him up, you know. Thanks. Oh I, man. I, I got you, dude. I appreciate it's it, bro. You. I like all your mustache too all day. <laughs> I don't think my network is particularly large. So like there's a couple people that I know. Like I think Marty Bent's one of those uh, guys. Mm-hmm. I think Barbara's one of those guys and I think Gideon is like the guy. I I I agree know. with all three of those. Yeah. Like yeah, uh I saw Marty last week and he's just got he's he's got that charisma even I though do. he's a quiet dude. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just like he's a quiet dude that commands a presence without having to say a whole lot, which is awesome. I love that. You know what's cool? Barber I oh. I freaking love Barber. Yeah. He's just he's, he's like he's one of my favorite people, not just Bitcoin, but like he's just one of my favorite dudes. Same way with Gideon. Just like so Gideon, um, Gideon is like the type, like he, when you talk about walking the walk, like that dude puts things in a way the very few people I know put it. I'm going to share some yeah. private DMs. So Gideon, uh, he, he texted me and he said, um, he's like, y'all inspired me by coming on the podcast. Yeah. Right. 
He said, God put me on this earth to reject any narrative that doesn't elevate human prosperity. See that? God, I love right? that. Right? And I was yeah. like, fuck, I love that. He was that. the guy who I heard first heard that Bitcoin is property rights right. enshrined in code. Right Gideon like, walks the walk. Like, yeah. like he, he, what he says is what he believes. There's no bullshit around him. Now, and I love that. Yeah. I think what's important about it is like, he has, like, he's free to do that. Yeah. Right? Like, he can't right. do that. Uh, I think Marty's got to a point where, like, He's like, I'm free from this shit too. But Marty came through the, like, this is no knock, right? But Marty, and I don't know his backstory a whole lot, but like, I feel like he he completely established himself, like, without a whole lot of help. Like, he, he came and just did it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like, I, yeah. I really admire that. Marty's crazy, he's a, man. Yeah. He's a real dude. So we sponsored, his Bill Foddle, my company. Mm-hmm sponsored a couple of his like newsletters the it's like the daily bent or yeah, something yeah um and but it, it didn't get traction you know didn't didn't meet any roi or whatever but like two or three years later i was at it was miami this last year at bitcoin was that 2022 yeah bitcoin yeah. 22 and he was like up on the stage you know like doing the interviews or whatever and so i just waited and i was like oh hey marty and he was like yo what's up man like he like remembered yeah. me and everything so um yeah anyway just yeah real, I, he's a real dude i met him at I love uh him. he came out to one of the houston bitcoin meetups we were chatting yeah. or whatever and i said yeah i was like brian's my business partner he goes oh brian man i love those guys and he was talking about you and your brother yeah like, mm. he, he remembered you yeah you know from the trenches back he's in a the real day. dude man he's a real dude yeah yeah i also like parker a lot yeah like, I, now the more we drink we're just all broing out man i just love that guy uh, i know man <laughs> like, I, I love like, parker is the hardest working man in bitcoin dude he opinion. that's what is parker doing now Everything he does, he, he does everything. In my opinion, like, I saw. I, feel I, like he I saw. I saw the notification that he left unchained. That I was like, "Well, what is he? What is he doing?" I'm curious, dude. A lot of people wonder what yeah. all of Bitcoin people. Well, no, are he's doing. he's on the he's on the board of uh, unchained, unchained, right? But he's oh. not. But he's not actively in like a business like development role. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, but, but he still comes to Bitcoin meetups. Yeah, yeah. He's still doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think yeah, Parker. Yeah, Parker, if you listen, I'm not talking shit. I'm just we haven't talked. I don't know what you're doing now. He's coming on. Empowered. I will okay. say this too. There's another guy in Houston who's I think extraordinary. Honestly, he's underrated, but is uh, Mario. I love Mario. Oh, Mario's he, one of my favorite. He might be the there. most connected guy. Mario. Bitcoin. Mario might be the hardest working dude in yeah. Bitcoin. Like Ma- Mario is. Mario just, fucking knows a lot of people. He is a just lot. A literally every single machine. Every yeah. single. I'm like, that. hey, Mario Gutierrez. Yeah. Yeah. Solid dude, and honestly, coolest geologist I've ever met in my life. Yeah, mm. and I mean that's not saying much, but all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not saying a whole lot. We love the geologists. Here. <laughs> yeah. There's so many layers to those guys. Oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. I like that. Nice. Podcast is over. Just multiple pay zones to the geologists. Now, okay, yeah. that's us. That's Houston Network. Brian, you've been around a lot longer, and you have a lot of more international. Well, I don't know. Who like tell tell me some people that you like? I don't look up to, or like who are people that you think like this guy is the bee's knees, like. Boss, boss guy or gal. I mean, I have my mentor here in Houston, uh, Ali. I would say his, I don't know. Mm. I don't want to say his last name, but um, just really successful in Bitcoin early. And we just kind of really hit it off. I'll tell you who um, I am. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, and then the Ledger guys, um, Eric, um, the founder of Ledger. Mm. Another, yeah. yeah. Another old school Bitcoiner. The person I maybe respect the most for like 
taking what they believed and actually putting it to practice. My ears are burning. I know you, Joel. <laughs> Joel full of word. <laughs> you are up there. You're number one A. All right, one B. Gar- oh, no, one A. Oh, You're one A. Gerson Martinez, and not a whole lot of people know who he is, but he is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. But he also this dude. That's how he got me. Super man. sharp. He left. He left like a Wall Street job, cashed everything in, everything he had made, and just mines Bitcoin now and gets hosted to do it. But like, uh, he's from El Salvador. He's got a great backstory. The dude is incredible. Like he's and the El Salvador is now like kind of looking to bring him in to work with the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is literally like, if there's anybody I admire in the space from just a standpoint of like walking away from the fiat world and like diving full bore into yeah. Bitcoin. I've never seen anybody that I, I, I respect as much as him from literally just like, I'm done. This is where I'm going. Yeah. And that's what he does. And Good it's for him. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause you don't hear about all these people. No. Jake, what about you? You've been, I, th- I think honestly, I'm going to be, I mean, this is super shitty and not trying to just like suck y'all's dicks or anything, but like, you guys, especially like this core group that made Empower last year. So if people don't know, like, you know, we did the Empower event. We did it last year. We had what, 1,200 people show up. But that started off as, so we had the Crusoe guys on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to start this podcast. And I don't know exactly how things played out, but then we met Mario. Mm-hmm. And then we met Parker. And then we met you guys. And then we met Olympia Creek guys. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Griffin and, and Ivan. And then we met Gideon. And it just like Empower was supposed to be a backyard barbecue in this parking lot. Right? Wow, With like 200 crazy, people. Man. That was a, that. what it was supposed to be. And then it turned into what it ultimately became. And there was a, it was a very strong core, premier core group. Bitcoin event of the right. century. Accidentally. Which is what the amazing part was. The but best that was Bitcoin like, mining event every year. Everyone, no everyone who went, and this is, I mean, I'm just going to pump your ties a little bit. Everybody who went said, this is the best event I've been to the entire year. Right. Even and they went over, to every event. Yes, even over Bitcoin conference. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've had a few drinks now. I'll say this. Day one, showing up to Empower, like that was the biggest event we'd ever put together. Also, context, we pushed all of our chips in. That cost us as much revenue as we made the entire year prior. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We were literally embodying what it means to be a wildcatter and yeah. literally saying, if this doesn't fucking work, you we're putting put, our reputations and our lives on the You put those on, on the, the line. table, dude. On yeah. the table. Woo! But thanks to you guys yeah. and thanks to this community, like we pulled it off and it was like fucking amazing. I was like, I was like pretty emotional day one, uh-huh. seeing the magnitude of the event. I yeah. was like, oh shit. From, like, this I'm, is huge. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a it little was, disappointed. It was, Unfortunately, I didn't go. Oh, so is Brian. that what you're disappointed about? Is that what <laughs> you're going to say? That's what I was going to say, Brian. <laughs> no, I was really disappointed. <laughs> from what up. I've heard, though, and I feel like I feel like maybe this is even value add here. Someone who didn't come can can say what they heard. It was the mix of people there because it wasn't all just like Bitcoin. I'm going to be a little crude. Mm. Bitcoin circle jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. There was like. Real, like people real from talk. Exxon came right. just to, I mean, not, not to yeah. be like, yay, rah, gung ho, I yeah. love Bitcoin, but just to like, like, well, what's this about? Right. And right. so like, I know Joel met some people there that, that we benefited from that, like uh, it drew a crowd that was not just like there to rah, rah, Bitcoin, right. right. which there's a place for that. And that's always fun. Miami. Like, so you go to Bitcoin. Yeah. You go yeah. to Miami right. to Bitcoin Miami. 2023. Yeah. yeah. Like. It's a great time, but you're not going to meet like 
Oil and gas companies. Yeah, right? yeah Shell yeah. is actually Shell sponsoring is, so that. Maybe it's different this Shell, year. I don't know. I'm we'll sorry, see. but why would you not be sponsoring something in your backyard? You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not trying. If anybody's to, in contact with Shell, I would love to talk to you about sponsoring. We would love to talk to Shell, right? Um, but on that note, though, we are I'm, actually like we've I've sold 75 percent of our sponsorships for this year, and we are three weeks into the year. Wow, That's impressive. Yeah, it is I, so like so. Just to, I don't want this to be a whole show for Empower, but like this year will be. Absolutely bigger and better in despite every single way, market. despite the bear market. Right. Just think when we get into next year, dude, and the like 2025 is gonna be sick. Yeah, like, but I don't know if y'all have been be to crazy. the have y'all been to 713 Music Hall? I haven't that's been that's the yet. new venue. Yeah. So we did it at we did eighth wonder last year. We love those guys, but ultimately, what it came down to was building infrastructure to do something festival style is wildly expensive, mm-hmm. and then you also run the risk of uh rain. Right. Yeah. And so which, we, had, which, we, you ran into? we we ran into right. for the first hour of Empower. Anybody who was there for the first hour, like it, that totally sucked. And I thought that was like the end of us. I thought I was going to have right. like a mental breakdown. And then it turned around and it was beautiful and it was wonderful. You know what I love though? Like as an entrepreneur, yeah. behind the scenes view of being like, my God, my life is crumbling before. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so stressful. You oh, know what I mean? Like, I, well, all of us. Here well, yeah. Like you, you, know you, I mean? you like, get these like moments where you're like on the mountaintop, like, oh man. Yeah. I'm fucking, I am so fucking rich. Fast. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm broke. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, my wife's going to leave me. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. destitute. Right. How do I even feed my children? Yeah. Yeah. And it can happen Dude, just, gosh, bam. I love that stuff. Cause you can't explain it to no. people who haven't done it. If, you know if, what I mean? If it's you like, had a guy who's like gotten a W2 for the last yeah. 20 right. years, there's no they way. They don't get it. No. <laughs> they don't get it. How stressful, that's but why, exciting. Uh, and, that's why Wildcatters is such a great name that you guys Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish there was a lot of thought that went into that. We literally like, we looked at the url it's available bought yeah. it made a youtube and that was it but like there are people who are entrepreneurs that follow you guys because they're right. entrepreneurs they're not digital right. they're, they're not digital yeah. they're not right. guys. they're not only entrepreneurs. Guys either. yeah they're just yeah. it's just like entrepreneurs are especially now are digital law right they're yeah just like yeah to do it's just something. a different name i i'm Love i do it. gotta say though jake i'm a little like i think i was on more panels last year at empower than anybody else you were you were literally the man and you, you got guys the MVP. haven't had me be on one yeah, this year. I haven't got any emails. What? I haven't got, any, I haven't got asked to speak on anything. Julie asked it, earlier. She was like, well, we can maybe put you on one. I was like, are you for real? I, I can right. get like a few. All right. I'm going to slide you in. I'm Come gonna slide on, man. You in. I thought you were a workhorse that was worked out. I'm, I'm I ready. You were, <laughs> dude, I'm ready to for, go. Remember right. those giant yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not a workhorse that's worked out. He's a stud horse I'm that's just ready to go, baby. I'm ready to go. All right. Justin's moderating every single panel for his hour. Remember those Beatles statues? Oh, yeah. Just make one of Justin behind the stage. Just holding it. But anyways, this venue, so it's the premier new venue in the in the post. The post was the year old post office building um i'd heard about it I heard about it so the, the post they dumped a ton of money into they totally renovated this place mm-hmm. like and the so houston post yeah the, the houston post the now derelict <laughs> yeah um <laughs> okay yeah so no no post office things are happening there they've got a food hall they've got 713 music uh hall and it's the newest music venue and so it's super dope we don't have to worry about rain it yeah. elevates the experience. When you walk in, you feel like you're in a, like a music venue on the Death Star. You're like, oh, oh my God, ooh, this man. is dope. Excitement it's modern. Terror. It's like ambient lighting everywhere. We're still going to have an outdoor section with like equipment and stuff. So like Giga and Upstream and those guys can bring their stuff out. Yeah. Um, Dude, I'm, speaking I'm, of space, I actually wrote excited. a Bitcoin song and I should have brought my guitar. <sighs> Joel, I'm so disappointed. Do you want to play the Bitcoin? I want to hear this Bitcoin song. And if it's good, maybe you play it on the stage at a Oh, wow. wow. I like that. that. I want to make you that offer that right is now. Treasure. Con- content king hey, over I, here. I play and sing too. So I, I'll join you. Woo. I'll play with you. 
I'll play oh, the bongo. Is, is it an acoustic song? Voice of an Angel. Yeah. There's a room okay. of bongos in the background. It's, uh, it's to the tune of uh, Rockin' the Free World by oh, okay. Neil Young. Sorry, I mean, do you, want you to, would definitely you play. You should, not, you, you should not divulge now. Don't don't spoil don't, it. Don't yeah, spoil no, no, no. This, no. Is, this is a this is a empower only type of power only yeah. exclusive release. Right, oh. right, right. So, so if I mean, you want to hear Joel sing this song, the Bitcoin song, right, come yeah. to Empower. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, my saving grace is no one heard the other act at Empower because yeah. everyone was like drinking. <laughs> so we're all, we're I could right just wasted. get on this one. And I was actually thinking about doing the Jimi Hendrix uh, national oh, anthem. Okay, Star Spangled Banner. I've been wanting to do that for a while, and I'm like, this is. The most per- dope music video. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have a musical career for this. Do it. So, like, <laughs> I might as well just do this. Yeah, you, you know gotta go it. for it. If do I have it. any advice, do it Stevie Ray Vaughan style, just to get the Texas crowd. Okay, that's okay. Mm. That's the that's the way I get it. Okay, now I'm, only I'm change my dimension up a little bit. Yeah, a whiskey weeks. connoisseur. He's a music connoisseur over here. I like it. I like <laughs> Actually, it. do you know what? I got introduced. So I went to Alberta for a while. Alberta is the Texas of Canada, right? Or as they would say, Texas is the Alberta of the U.S. Yeah, that's, sure. yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's Never bullshit, say that again. Okay. No, Get out of here. No, yeah. no, 100%. Do you know how you tell? It's like when there was the mad cow disease, where did the beef go? It's like they stopped the Canadian beef. The U.S. beef is all over the place. So <laughs> shout out to I don't Al- know what the shout hell he's talking Alberta. about. <laughs> no, the boys are great. But I was up there. My uncle gave me a 1995 Fender Stratocaster. Oh, nice. Candy apple red with a matching headstock, maple fretboard. He bought it in Houston. At some trip, because he was an oil and gas guy. Yeah. He was a geologist, I think, geophysicist. But I he gave it to me for my birthday one year, and I played that thing fucking flat out. And I got a Stevie Ray Vaughan um, strap. Guitar strap. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Good. And then here I am in Houston all these years later. Yeah. Playing guitar, slinging Bitcoin, slinging Bitcoin, and just like you know, kind of you know, full, full circle. circle yeah, there you go. I like it. Right. Except I, I am nowhere close. I'm not that good at guitar. You're, you're <laughs> as trying. good, if not better, than Stevie Ray. I think is what. Yes, but yeah. I will never get. Into That's a what we heard. In my yeah, that's a rumor. Oh, you're a helicopter oh. pilot. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you're a helicopter Ray. pilot. I, I am. Yeah, dude, I flew in helicopters in El Salvador over some volcanoes. Wow. Do what we need One is now that Gideon flies helicopters. You fly helicopters. We should do something. Chicken. I ride in helicopters. Like chicken. We're doing we helicopters. Chicken, yeah. That's what we need to do. Is there any way you get two Blackhawks off the base? Yeah, let's you go. Know, a couple hours? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you look like a pilot now. Look at this guy over here. I like you it. You just put this together. Just three put hours it together. Later. Three Ryan, hours later. Yep, I just realized it. Like, <laughs> he brought in over here Tom Cruise. I like yeah. it, dude. How, how do Justin you know? has been hitting the peyote all this time. Yeah, I know. Sorry. All right. How do you know someone's a pilot? Will they tell you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the vegan pilot. Yeah. Uh, Pickleball. Yeah, yeah, Crossfitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a CrossFit bro. Brian. Wait, wait, there's one thing about Brian is his experience that he did. Cause he told me about this and he said you still dream about it a little bit. It was like your training that you had to do. Oh, you're talking about Seer School? Yeah. Oh, Seer School. I have, I have, I have a about nightmare about it. So <laughs> someone was talking about was it you at the bar? Did you do Seer training? Yeah. Damn, bro. So but so Joel was saying that like I, him or one of his buddies had some like, the, you know, the dream where it's like you haven't done the one thing. Right. And so you're not going to graduate or you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. Well, I have a theory now that it's just whatever the most stressful thing in your life was, because my dream is seer school and they come to me. Dude, that's funny. They come to that. me and they say, hey, like we look through your your fold, like your jacket, right? And like you don't have a SEER school certificate anymore. So you you have to go back. Oof. And I'm like, 
uh, well, then I quit because I'm not going back. <laughs> so fuck you. Uh, Dude, that's crazy you say that because honestly, I have like some recurring dreams about law school. Yeah, yeah. See? I really do. It's, it's like, whatever the most like I'm stressful. Just, can I throw everything. this out there? Have you heard of imposter syndrome? Oh, I suffer from that so bad. Dude, I'm pretty sure I'm Don Draper. Like, I got some serious imposter syndrome. Yeah. No, I'm I, like re- honestly, constantly I, waiting for in it. In Bitcoin in particular, I think people are like, man, there's yeah. no way that, you know, we can do this. Right. Or that. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You're right. It's totally, just that it's totally. such an, it's just such a growing industry. Right. Like, yeah. Like, well, you're actually on the cutting edge of stuff right. and you just don't know it. Yeah. You know? Like, you're actually not that far off from an oil and gas guy. Like, people just like, oh, there's no way I can do this. Like, uh, like, yeah. you're find out. I can't do it. It's like, no. Yeah. Entrepreneur, figure it out. You're like, just as good as this guy. In right. fact, you're probably better than this yeah. guy or gal over here. It's almost like if you don't doubt yourself, yeah, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like if if you are an entrepreneur and you don't doubt yourself sometimes, yeah. there's something wrong with you. Like you have to doubt yourself at some yeah. point because it's so can, can I, stressful. Yeah. You know you're like I mean? you're a sociopath if, right. if you well, don't. Yeah. Is, like, is there right? a differentiation between Which doubting prob- yourself or doubting what you were doing at the time. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I would I would Maybe. put those together, right? You know what I mean? It's like, am I too early? Am I too late? Did I what did yeah. I do? Like how how did I get to this point? I've I, I've doubted ideas, I've doubted strategies. It's very so I've been on this entrepreneurial I've journey people. for 10 years now. Uh there's only been a handful of times where I feel like I'm like really, really low where I look at myself right. and I'm like, I'm doubting myself. Right. It's usually I'm doubting what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. it's I think I've always had this. I don't know, intrinsic kind of motivations mm-hmm. where it's like, I know that as long as I put my head to this, I'm going to figure this problem out. I'm I like, want to start getting into some weird stuff right here. If we I don't stop do because we start having some drinks and I could probably smoke a little bit or something. But go on. If you don't feel that ever, right? Yeah. Like, like you're not an entrepreneur. You're not. Yeah. And yeah. that, that part is what comes with it. Cause you got to be to a certain, there's a certain level of toughness yeah. that yeah. I think comes from a mental toughness. So I think the official interesting, term is grit. Grit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. This comes up. I mentioned like Ali earlier, my mentor, I, I kind of think I've, I think of him as my mentor. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to him and this was like probably like three or four years ago. Like Bill Foddle is like, just right. Just like starting to get the initial traction and like, I was just like, I don't know, man, like, like, you know, like we're selling some stuff, but just that doubt kind of yeah. creeps in, you know? And he was like, dude, I envy you because like, you're going to look back on this and like, you're going to wish that you were back here and you had that like unsureness about everything. And like, your your like, your vision is unclear. Right. And it was it was really like weird because like obviously at the time you're like I'm fucking scared yeah like yeah. it like the road it's is unsure dude. it is terrifying. terrifying like how am I gonna feed my you got my kids, kids on the line you got yeah. so many things that go into like but he was kind of right oh he's totally right he's totally like dude, it's look, exciting we're all dying yeah. we're all gonna die now yeah. all of us the Hold on. time the, out I gotta finish this I just, <laughs> I just let me say one thing all right the Come audience on. could not hear the silence. But we're all entrepreneurs, and yeah. we were hanging on every word you just said. It, we're just like 100%. But it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's all true. It's like we are living out stuff that most people are never going to feel. Right? Choose, you know what I mean? Like Choose not to. Choose not to because it's terrifying, and it's scary, and it's hard. And it's – we like I don't, I don't work on my own because I get more time or because I get 
more freedom. <laughs> it it's literally it's, it's the in, inverse. It's the inverse. That. You yeah. work have no more. time. You have you work no freedom. Harder. You sacrifice more. Yeah. You put your kids on the back burner more. You put your spouse on the back burner more. It's hard. It's difficult. It's a Oh, it's a struggle. Being you know an entrepreneur I mean? is like you almost have to be, and you have to be this way. It's not like you're just like no, and you're you just have wired to be almost self centered in a way because it's like it's almost like like bodybuilders, right? Like it's not a team sport. It's all about you. Everything else is totally secondary to achieving your goal. And entrepreneurship is like no different because there's long periods of time. Right. I would say that entrepreneurship is seasonal. At least it, it has been for me. There's certain seasons where I do. A billion hours a day, yeah. like seven days a week, I and that's you, like six I remember you months showed me straight. The cot that you slept on, like, it's very yeah. likely after these drinks that I sleep on that cot tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah. so there's other times where it's like, hey, like we're you're not really taking your foot off the gas, but you're not maybe quite as stressed right. as you've been. But don't worry, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it's going to come back. You, you know, it's coming. Yeah, you know and what it's I mean. Always it's like coming it's not back. going away. Yeah, and a part of it is if you're not feeling that on a regular cadence, what I've come to learn is you're not pushing yourself hard right. enough. And uh, the thing is, you can't even explain it to people. As a guy, you know I mean, as a guy who comes from corporate, you know, I, me too. I, you know, you came from corporate, right? It, your paycheck hits every two weeks. You do your thing. Your family's happy. Everybody's happy. When that cadence stops of you getting a constant paycheck, right. yeah, right, fear sets in. You start hearing the wolf at your door. Yeah, right? yeah. Dude, it reminds me of Puss in Boots. I watched it the other day with my kids, and this wolf is coming. He's death, right? And it's like, you hear him you do. all the time. This is like the third time you brought up this movie. This, I know, This movie dude. really made an impact. Well, it's kind of deep. You <laughs> know need to go watch Puss in Boots, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. I, on, honestly, like, I was talking to my wife the other day, and it was like, you know, we don't get paid every month. Mm-hmm. We get, like, and I didn't draw a paycheck from Bill Foddle for almost three years, <laughs> Right. And then, and then when bull market hit, it was like gangbusters. Yeah. It, like Rain Man, like yeah. went crazy. And then we sold it. Right. So it's like, we're not going to get paid for three years. And then it's just like the heavens open up right. and, and, you know, and like, yeah. like that is a very strange cadence to get paid for things. When, but when see, I, that's the, why people can't do it. Yeah. That's why everybody can't do it because it, it's so to stay on the path yeah. to success. Is so freaking hard, dude. It's so hard to like stay dedicated and not let everybody else tell you, yeah, you're wrong, you're screwing up, you should be doing this. Even your own family sometimes yeah. is yeah. telling you, like, you're you're wrong. You're not doing the. You, this is, you should th- be doing this. You should be doing that. And you want to listen to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's like you have this deep seated, ingrained like you just knowledge. Know you something's know. true. Yeah. You yeah. know you can't stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, I get fired up. I no, man, it. but that's the thing. This is a tchotchke you're selling. Yeah. Like, I was told that. Yeah. Like, you're selling a tchotchke. It's like, well, you know. I don't know what that means, but. You're not wrong. Like, it kind of is. Like, just like trinket. Like yeah. a, a, a piece of trash. Right. Um, You're like, a piece of trash, I think uh, is what you say. Like, jeez, like, sure. <laughs> Like, it is a very, like, strange object to sell. Like, it's just a weird hunk of metal. Is but it, so there's enough people who value it. I was yeah. in school with Brian when he was going through this, right? So we went through this went through this battle. And then when 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 we started when we decided to do 10 net zero, I was like, man, I'm gonna quit my job, I'm gonna do this. He goes, You're in for a world of hurt. Right. You know, he knew the battle. Challenge. I, I knew I knew what was coming for Joel, and I don't did you believe me? 
You know what? I was like, oh, this is interesting. I've never I, asked him this before. Nobody mm -hmm. ever believes anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like, whatever. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm better than it's, that. Yeah, it's like, like so. I was like, in my in my heart, I was, for you maybe. In my heart, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe it'll take six months. Yeah. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. It's been a year, and over that. Yeah. And a hundred ten percent, it's like Brian was a hundred percent right. You you completely change the way that you live your life right. or the way you view life like the way that i viewed risk before i started this is completely different than the way i view risk now right the way i view, view risk now is like how much am i going to regret not doing this right as opposed to if when you have a hundred fifty thousand dollar uh salary saying oh i'm going to i potentially lose that yeah or you know whatever. Yeah. dude it's wild when you think it's about completely it like that. different yeah. when i look at my kids i got two small boys love the pieces uh jack and ben it's like i want them to be able to look at me and be like that's what a that's what a man does yeah. right there they they go for something that they believe in and they want and they sacrifice and, and you God, build something and it builds something because yeah. that's what honestly i think that's what men do Mil right. men build something whether they build a career or they build a family or they build a business or whatever, men build stuff. And I am very thankful. And I think you have a phenomenal uh, wife, by the way. Um, you need someone who's there to support you yeah, and right. that kind of thing. Because that honestly, I think that's what actually makes the difference. Oh, dude. Is the it's, person supporting you yeah. while you If you don't to. have the support. It's a rocky, it rocky road tough. regardless. But man, if you don't have. Right. Man. Yeah. Dude. It's rough. We need it in there. That was dope. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be the the bus kill. We've gone for an hour and a half, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We need, this we need fun. Are there any pressing so questions that we can... No, we'll have that in episode two with... All right. Yeah, zero. this is not a one-off. Yeah. This is like... This okay. community's not that big, so we're going to have people on. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be on. Kind of right. through. I tell you what, I'm, I was super excited. This was so much fun. This is my first podcast I've ever done. What? I'm super freaking really? excited. Yeah. Oh, well, man. That's I'm, surprising to I'm me. I'm kind of new. Brian's got his own podcast, Rock and Roll. Do you? Did. Yeah. What is Dude, it? Yeah, yeah, what is give it? A plug give a plug. <laughs> Unhash podcast. Unhashpodcast.com. Okay. Yeah. We're more on the tech side. Yeah. So, and we haven't nerds. put an episode out yet. Super nerds. <laughs> nerds. I'm, I, I'm actually the like least, least nerdy of all the people there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that as like a- As a compliment. Uh, as a compliment right. to the other people. Yeah. I, I just kind of, what I do is I say- um, oh, hey, Ruben. Um, Tell us I know the answer. Shit, I know the answer to this question, but some of our listeners might be wondering. And then I get to ask, like, you get to ask on behalf of everybody yeah. else, even though you're wondering yourself. Exactly. Right. I get yeah. it. I get so, it. It's nice. Well, dude, listen, both y'all. Thank you so much for coming on. It's it's been been fun. Fun. I'm, I'm gonna drink more podcasts. We need more yeah, like we do. podcasts. We, yeah. Like late Friday, Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Get I like get it. Get lit. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Going to have uh, we got a lot coming up. Some other shows with yeah. some good dudes too. And dude, the best thing about this space is hanging out with your buddies, man. So yeah, yeah it's fun. It's yeah, a lot of fun. It's a it. really, really good community. Everybody loves each other. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> There's a few people. Part. There's a couple uh, of d bags in there, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's to be expected. We don't have to talk about you those know. guys. Yeah, who are they? Could you please specify? <laughs> They're not getting to come <laughs> on. We've got the a show. whole <laughs> we got a whole episode dedicated to the d bags right, and Bitcoin. So. Right. the d bags. If they're not on here. It's because they're a D-bag. There you yeah. go. So now everybody that we're like, ah, I don't know if you can go on. We're like, going to oh, start shit. asking. They're going to wait. Clamoring. Like, 
Am I a D bag? Thanks you, thank you, fellas. Yeah, yeah thanks y'all for being here. Thanks no, everybody for listening. The, the the response so far has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, like and subscribe, bro. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Uh, we'll see you guys at Empower. It's going to be amazing. I think we had twelve hundred last year. I think we landed at least fifteen hundred, if not two thousand people this year. Jake promised so, he's going to get me on some panels. That's awesome. I'm going to get you on some panels, dude. We're going to make it happen. So and then Joel, we're going to sing the Bitcoin song. So and Jake's going to drink champagne. I think I'm going to drink said. champagne. I'm yeah. taking my shirt off. <laughs> there we're we go. Good time. Nice. Woo! Love it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. All right.